Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your co-host, Josh, along with my co-hosts, Ethan and Ryan. And today, we're about to tell you about the soul-crushing position that is tight ends. I'm excited. Which is pretty much Travis Kelsey and yeah, everyone it, else. Yeah, I mean, there's really no, like nothing much going on right now, especially within the tight end position. Besides the fact that it's Travis Kelsey's house and we're all just living in it. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that. I mean, we could honestly end the episode right there. Yes. And that would, that would Welcome to the episode on tight ends. Information. If you didn't have yeah. Travis Kelsey, this is the end of the video. Yeah, I, I just want to. I just want to bring this up. It, it. This is the hilarious part. So, based on our consistency grades, yes, the tight ends episode might be this short. We do have something else planned afterwards, but if you want to look at the bus percentage on the tight ends, Travis Kelsey is the only tight end within the top fifteen that's below thirty percent. Hmm. You realize how painful that is? <laughs> there is literally nothing that like you can do. It's you had Travis Kelsey, and if you didn't win, shame on you. And I'm looking at myself for that one. Yeah, I was just about to say, hmm, Josh, I wonder who that would apply to. Oh, yeah, that would definitely apply <laughs> to me. I just did not expect Cam Makers to get 41 points. Well, you can also blame me a little bit because right before playoffs, I had the opportunity to beat Phillip, which would have taken him out. And then I didn't. <laughs> that that would have been nice. That would have been real nice. But uh, you know, we uh, we yeah. just kind of took it last year, and uh, we're gonna move on. Yeah, we're just we're just gonna move on. So I mean, I'm just gonna bring up the top 15 tight ends just to go through our stats here. I mean, one Travis Kelsey, no surprise. But number two, we're looking at T.J. Hawkinson. Three is George Kittle. Four is Mark Andrews. Five is Evan Ingram. Six is. Technically, Taysom Hill. Seven is Tyler Higby. Eight is Pat Fryermuth. Nine is Cole Komet. Ten is Dallas Goddard. Dalton Schultz comes in at 11. Njoku at 12. Gerald Everett at 13. Jawan Johnson at 14. Dawson Knox at 15. And really, there's only a few others even outside of that list I think we do need to bring up. But as far okay. as the top 15, it's... Yeah. Go well, ahead, Ryan. I don't know I've where got, to go. I've got something. Okay, so... Out of the top ten that you most of them you just listed, which one is like the biggest surprise to make it in the top ten? I have my answer. I think Honestly. my answer based on the boom bust percentage might be Cole Komet. To be yeah. honest with you, see, mine is Taysom Hill. I think you know if he wasn't listed as a tight end. I think, eh, but didn't he also I don't have like know. monster games? Well, see what what pretty much put him in here. I will pretty much put him at the top of this list or at near the top of this list was his rushing attempts. Yeah, right. like he had so many rushing attempts. I think it was like ninety six rushing it, attempts. It, it was literally adding another running back in your tight end spot. Yeah, and like a low end. He's see yeah. that's why like. Taysom Hill, his bust percentage is really high. His boom percentage is surprisingly high for a tight end, but that's because you get these monster games from him, yeah. you know, every once in a while. But then he's like bust the rest of the time. I think what's, so, what's worse is just that uh, after tight end five, you're basically just chasing a big game. So, oh, yeah. like, yeah, so that's what I've realized is, like, your Friar Moose, your Higbees, Komet, Goddard, especially. I'm just looking at them as, like, as soon as they have their big game, get rid of them because it's not happening again. Yeah. Well, and yeah. so back on Taysom Hill, what's funny about him is it's, like, um, I feel for, like, PFF trying to figure out where he goes or, like, sleeper, all these other websites trying to figure what to classify him. And he just walks in the room. It's like, all right, and uh, what position do you play? Yes. Exactly. Like, well, <laughs> yes. He, yeah, is exactly. If, he is if your flex spot is an actual position <laughs> yeah. in football. Yeah. He he is the pretty much the jack of all trades when it comes to skill positions in the NFL. Like he can play anything and everything and right. play it pretty well. Like surprisingly I, yeah, well. I so so yeah. like he's a very he's just a straight up athlete. Like he, 
he's not good at one specific thing or he's not great at one specific thing he's he's good at everything so i don't know seeing him in the top 10 for tight end was kind of of a surprise for me i think Um, i would expect you know with, with how they utilize him i just figured he'd be you know honestly down near where Jawan johnson is who's his kind of counterpart in there um so i i figured he would be in like the teens but to see him as a as the number six tight end but that that goes to show you how bad tight ends was this year i i think it can't be understated yeah this is something i was telling ryan beforehand but if travis kelsey was a wide receiver he'd be wide receiver four TJ Hawkinson would be like wide receiver like 25 or something like that. Which still isn't bad. Which still isn't bad, but that's a huge drop off. And yeah. Yeah. and this is where, I mean, I think a lot of people thought, hey, that it's coming around. The tight end position is going to be back like it was in the 2010s. No. And it it just got worse. Like it was because like here's here is your top five like ADP. It was Kelsey, Kittle, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts. Mark Andrews definitely underperformed. Kelsey is the only one who, yeah, who performed. Kittle somehow got lucky, but it was with Brock Purdy. So it was at the end of the year. And by then, your teams were probably already eliminated from playoff contention. And then mm-hmm. Waller and Pitts fell off the face of the earth. Both did Andrews. Yeah. Yeah, I, including him. So that's where it just goes. There's... What do you do here, especially in, in the di- in dynasty format? I think I want to put that emphasis. The answer because... is suffer. The answer is who? Suffer. Yeah, suffer. Suffer. That I mean, that's pretty does, much. Does that it is get better? It. That's the real question. Well, and and so here's here's the oh, thing. God, I hope so. So, like this season, I lost most of my games by I'd say anywhere from like two to eight points. And my tight end for most of the year was Hayden Hurst. So tight end, what is that, 19? Yeah. After seven points a game. So, like, that's what's so painful for me because it's like none of these guys are good options. You lose a lot of close games, and it's like, okay, well, where's my tight end at? Yeah. Yeah, and there's literally just – especially, I think – the hype around that teams were going more 12 personnel. So it's like, oh, yes, two tight ends on the field. I actually have a chance so that it just doesn't work. Yeah. Like, well, it's it's because it, I don't know, I think it like dilutes the, the tight end pool, you know, because you do have so, so many tight ends out there now that they're not getting the con- high concentration of targets or anything like that. Uh, there's very few like Mandrews and Kelsey who are, or and even I guess Hawkinson now who are highly featured. It took a tra- it took a trade like I was I was surprised by Hawkinson because I was like oh wow Hawkinson tight end two came yeah. out like he ended the year really well. Looking back on it, I went wow that's actually not a, as good of a year as I thought it was. Um, hmm. bo- only boom yeah. twice. Um, ha- I mean he kind of killed your fantasy team eight times, and a lot of that definitely was with the Lions, and then even a couple times with the Vikings. Yeah. And when when your tight end two is having a bust percentage of forty seven percent, like at that point you might as well just like kiss your kiss your season goodbye because of a tight end, and then you're gonna yeah. have to reinvest in like the wide receiver or running back position and pray your slot just goes off. I mean, not your slot, uh, your flex flex spot. Can I ask y'all a a quick question before we really dive into the stats? Yeah. What did you think about Trey McBride, Jelani Woods, uh, Isaiah likely and uh, Chig? I have some, I have some, I'll let you, I'll let you take likely. Well, no, I'm just going to say I, as bad as this year was, I do think we're on the rise of peak tight end play coming up soon. Yeah. I think it's coming. And the only reason why is that we're seeing more tight ends get drafted. So Jelani Woods, like, likely Trey McBride. And I think, I mean, I think the game is shifting towards the tight ends, being too big for a corner and then too fast for a linebacker. And then on top of that, a lot of teams like the extra blocker there. 
I do think we're going to enter into the 2010s era where you're going like Ed Dixon, Dennis Pitta, Aaron Hernandez. Uh, okay. Uh, Rob Gronkowski. Let's, I'm not going to say, but Mom, Gronk. Mum's the word, Josh. Mum's the word. Mum's yeah. it, it is the word. And then on top of that, I mean, that was also Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, uh, Dallas Clark around that mid 2010s era. So there was yeah. a point where tight ends was such an important part of the offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Antonio Gates was – he was kind of like a Kelsey leading the NFL in points at one yep. point when he was with the Chargers. Yeah, and I definitely – we can see it again. Yeah, I think we will see it again. I actually think it does start with the rookies. I think I think this year will yeah. be quite the turnaround. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like there was a lot of injuries, a lot of just missteps – with tight end planning. And I think a lot of people are going to watch what the chiefs did last year. Now, granted, not all these tight ends are the same talent as, you know, Travis Kelsey, but I think there's a lot of things that they can learn from how the chiefs used Kelsey and kind of implement that into the game, because we saw a lot of offenses just force feeding wide receivers, which is why they scored an ungodly amount of points this year. But I think we're going to see that switch off a little but bit. But even even then, what's hilarious is that scoring overall in the NFL was one of the lowest in recent memory. And a lot of that was because of the cover two shell. Who's mm. the best person to kind of break the cover two shell and kind of force your hand is tight ends. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I say, like, I don't even want to go into who the, like, like, going down each person. I kind of want to talk about next year and just go. Who do you think is out of the outside of this top 15? Actually, let's start with who's out of the top five that you think can jump into the top five. Can we start oh, with the easy I answer mean, first? Hold, hold yeah, on. the easy answer, answer first. Go ahead, Ryan. Go. Yeah. No, Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Pitts is he has the skill. He's he's in a good position in Atlanta. I think, you know, he could he could boom next year after having a really bad sophomore slump. where where will and you draft Kyle he could boom. he's gonna have As a QB that's not gonna overthrow him anymore yeah and well and, yeah. and utilize it but you on know, top of that they were more willing to use Drake London the Algier mm-hmm. definitely became the top back assuming yeah. they add another receiver whether that's the draft or free agency you well you can start cooking there here's here's what to look at could. for for Pitts think about how involved Pruitt was at the end of the year with yep. mm-hmm. yeah, he got all exactly. of his points over the last three games. Exactly. And I, I, I it was very encouraged by that, um, seeing how the tight end was utilized. And that was with Michael Pruitt. I mean, it wasn't a Kyle Pitts out there. So now, you um, change that out for Pitts. Pitts and you take yeah, exactly. those numbers and put it over 17 games with an injection of talent. And you've got, I think, a top three tight end for next year. Yeah, it, it could be, could be. Yeah, and the crazy thing is just, I I think quarterback play for the last two years has been a major issue yeah. when it comes to Kyle Pitts. But this, yeah. I mean, this is where it's, this might be your best chance to get him, especially within a dynasty yeah. format. Like buy low, Ryan, I'm coming for you yeah. there. And then, um, I think he's happen. definitely, that's he's definitely a target to look for. He is. So, yeah, you can definitely buy low on on Kyle Pitts right now. Just after oh, this yeah, hello, last Ryan. year, yeah. How low, Ryan? Can I buy Ryan? Ryan? How low? Oh, can I buy oh I'm one of the, I'm one of the people who haven't given up on him. <laughs> but I, I, you can definitely buy low in other leagues, not ours, because I own him. No, but um, you can definitely buy low. Uh, especially after this last year, he just, he busted so hard that it it's hard for normal fantasy players to see, have the foresight to see further into next year and his value potentially. So I, it, to, this year is definitely a, a buy low year. For Where do y'all think he's going to go? Just r- like what round? In redress? In redraft or in in startup dynasty, 
I mean, okay. in redraft, he's probably going like sixth, seventh round. And I would, I, yeah, I would say eight or nine because the I think the pain is still going to be there about yeah. how it is. Yeah, and that could be true. People too. are gonna be wary. People are gonna be wary because it's I mean it's not a it's not a solid hit that he's going to perform this year. Yeah. Now where you know, you there's draft still the his... risk. Yeah, there's still very much the risk. Now, where would you draft him in startup dynasty? I'd take oh, him fourth. I was gonna say fourth. I or wouldn't fifth. take him at fourth. I'd fi- I'd I'd do fifth. I'd feel comfortable doing it in, in the fifth round. After you got some key players, then you can start taking risk. But I don't know. I don't know. That's um, fair. I'm very hopeful. There's also obviously the risk of him not performing. Yeah. But um, other it's than don't make going, money, going back true. to your question, going back to your question, um, I think Dulcich. Ooh. Might make a move into the top. Greg, at least fifteen. I like that pick. Um, I think Oton might. Yep. Um, there's just one because, guy. I think yeah. Ethan and I have the same guy. But okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Ethan. You want to say at the same time? I have a different one. So oh, I'll you have a different one. This. Okay, I have a different. Chego Conquo is my pick. I do like Chego. Okay. That was like okay, my second. Well. Um, right. Other than my one before Chig, um, I think we can see a lot out of Dallas Goddard next year. Oh, I like that. And I think he would have been top five had he not gotten hurt. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, Dalton Schultz is the mm-hmm. same way. And that was the thing I want to bring up too, is both those tight ends who were pretty dominant last year towards the back half missed a, Fairly significant amount of time due to injuries. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, do I'm... you do you think that Malik Willis affects Chig? I like, think do you think he fav- he'll favor him or I think no. the fact that Traylon Burks is the only receiver like active on the team at the moment is affecting things. Well, I mean they got Westbrook Akine, but I he's yeah. a free agent this year. Oh, is he? Yes, I didn't know that. He sure is. Interesting. So, so Traylon Burks is the only active receiver on the team. They're probably the gonna. You know what? They're you probably gonna be pushing receiver then in the draft. Did Did y'all see the uh, the video uh, right after the draft? Um, it was about uh, Traylon Burks, and it was uh, the Family Guy comparison with the mystery box. It's like you can oh, you can God. keep AJ Brown. Or you can have this mystery box, which might be AJ Brown opens it up. It's Traylon Burks <laughs> and just has his fantasy scores on it. I'm like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh no, oh no. But I definitely so think, wrong. Oh, that's oh, that's painful. It's but terrible. I mean, we saw terrible. had it not been for Tannehill just dying, not yeah, literally, yeah. but as as had it not been for him kind of fantasy. getting hurt, yeah, yeah. dying in fantasy, fantasy terms, wise, he died. Uh, Chig was going off like, and he was yeah. trying to turn a corner, which is something you don't see out of rookie tight ends. Well, and Jelani yeah. looked that way too. Had Matt Ryan mm-hmm. not fallen off the face of the earth, yeah, which that well, makes even Isaiah likely had moments of that, yeah. Which I would say, so I, I kind of want to go through the rookie receivers and why I'm ex- give, I'm going to give a reason why I'm excited for each Trey McBride. It's not Cliff anymore, that's my reason. Jelani Woods, at this point, I mean, we are having this episode as the quarterbacks are doing their scouting combine. And uh, I don't know how Jim Ursay doesn't make the move to go get Anthony Richardson at one. Mm-hmm. I think mm. it, it's a guarantee at this point. So then, so Jelani Woods, you get Anthony Richardson, Shane Steichen, sign me up. Isaiah likely Monken's going to be uh, Todd Monken the OC is going to be doing a lot of like two tight end sets most likely. Yeah, then, but how do you how do you feel if Lamar ends up going somewhere else? I'll still feel I'll feel pretty good about it, largely because Lamar does have a slight issue of hyper targeting Mark Andrews, so that means I do know it. If Lamar were to leave, that gets dispersed. Though I think. Lamar is still the ceiling. Either way, I do think how likely was used last year was so blatantly bad. 
even though there he had flashes of greatness. And a lot of the big issue I had with that is that if you're going to overload yourself on tight end, you're going to have to use them in different spots. So that's right. when at the end of the year, you started seeing Mark Andrews being used as a boundary receiver. And I was like, you've had likely all year. Why didn't you do that earlier? Right. Yeah. So that so that's something I see like potentially coming up. Um, and then, I mean, Okonkwo, he basically ha- is the starting tight end already. Yeah. So I, I think he'll get the targets, the reps, like he's ready to go. Okay. Okay. Is there anybody else outside of that top fifteen, maybe that you see? I want to say. Into the I want to say Waller, but it's been two straight years of pain. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. Zach Ertz makes the push and gets back into the top fifteen. How do you all feel about um, Daniel Bellinger of the Giants? He's another rookie tight end. He he did pretty solid, but we know Where the Giants are going to be. What happened? Where did he finish at? He finished at tight end 34, but largely because he had his orbital socket fractured this year. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. not good. But, I mean, even then, he wasn't he wasn't really producing a whole lot. No, um, but it was just like, oh, hey, eight, nine points. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I like the, the Giants team. I like them a lot. So I think if... They can get like you know their Bellinger and oh man who's the guy that they picked up for their playoff run wide receiver you oh Isaiah Hodgins yeah if they can get Hodgins yeah. Bellinger yeah. going they they signed they I signed like Daniel Jones I don't like Daniel Jones for forty million dollars but I like Daniel Jones hey, for five million dollars guys can I can I put a, a tin foil hat on real quick always do it I do swear it. if Daniel Jones signs for forty five million. Lamar's about to get 70. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. If, but really. if I Daniel think, Jones I, gets 45, he's going to get 70 fully guaranteed. Yeah. It, but the, so the thing about that is, I do think there's a lot of things, especially happening with the Ravens. I have half a mind to believe it's premeditated and coordinated, uh, which I, I'm not going to go into massive. Yeah. Details, don't go into that. Yeah. That's a, that's a rabbit hole. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, it's, let, it's, let me ask you a question. So here's the, the red contract, pill, everybody. The contract that Mahomes is on right now is his 10 million or 10 year 500 million contract, right? Yes. So, are you going to look at me in the face and tell me that Daniel Jones is 5 million dollars away from being on the same wavelength as Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, exactly. No. No. And, yeah. and that's why I don't believe that it's that much. Like I I would totally understand okay, okay. the okay. 7 million dollar contract nice. for him, but 40 is just that's way too much. Yeah, I, I agree yeah. with that. Um, going back to tight ends, which I think this is going to be the last point. Here's my last question to you guys. Predict next year's top five tight ends. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Travis um, Kelsey. Yep, Travis Kelsey, I agree. Man, man Andrews. If yeah, Mark comes back, I I would agree with that. Pitts. If not, if not, then I would put T.J. Hawkinson up there. Um, I all right, so, Manders. Yep. I've got Pitts over, over Hawkinson, and then Hawkinson. and then. I don't think Pitts makes that much of a dramatic move up. I think he makes the top five, but I don't think he makes the top three. So Pitts at five. So I think Pitts at five and then four would have to be shoot. Uh, honestly. Kittle? Potentially, yeah. Between Kittle and maybe even Goddard. If if they keep up this whole run with the Eagles. I think Kittle over Goddard. So I will ooh, I am. potentially. It depends on how high you want to make Debo. That's the question. Debo's. I don't think. De- I I think Debo is where he is going to be. His where he is right now. I think with the weapons that they have, they're going to spread it out, and they're going to run more. 
So I don't think Debo is going to get very high up on the wide receiver list than what he is now. I will, I'll be honest with you. I think he goes back. And it goes I back. I don't think no, the reason does the re the reason why is that if Kittle and Debo are on the same field, Debo's always had the upper hand. That that's just with three plus years of of looking at it of three plus years of stats. If it's Debo or Ayuk, yeah. it's always been Debo. I just think the only issue Debo had last year is that he wasn't really at training camp because he was doing the hold in to getting the contract. And I think once you finally figure mm-hmm. out this quarterback position and then Shanahan has shown to work with to work with Debo. So that's where I think no matter what, Debo will always be in that like he will always be a a, a puncher's throw away from being able to take uh, take a game over. Will he hit wide receiver two? I don't know. Probably but not. I do think he's – I'd be shocked if he's out, outside of the top 20. I, I won't – I wouldn't be. For me, that we have very opposing views on, on Debo. But you could be as optimi- optimistic as you want. I just don't think that with the addition of CMC that they're going to need him. That and that's very possible too. Um, I would tell you so going back to tight ends here, my tight ends at the moment, Kelsey, Mandrews, and then I'm going to go. I think Pitts at three is how I'm feel. It's just that's just my honest gut feeling on it. And okay. then I go Hawkinson four, Oconquo at five. Ooh. Old take. Ooh, really high up on Oconquo. Yes, and I, right. I just think between between right. opportunity and depending on whether it's Malik Willis or someone else, I definitely think Oconquo is going to be in the mix. Okay, I like so. It. So you think you think Malik Willis won't be, or might not? No, I think Indy takes a Q, or not Indy, but Tennessee takes a QB. Well, Indy's I think I think it's very possible because he. Dang. Here's how I here's how I feel about any of the teams that took a quarterback last year, Atlanta, Carolina, um, sorry, who do we just Commanders, name? Commanders, Commanders, and yeah. um, and Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. I think what they did is like, hey, there's a lot of toolsy pros- prospects here. We're not sure how they will be, so guess what? We're gonna give them 2023. The f- oh, and pick it, the guy sorry. or not? Can't forget pick it. Yes, yeah. thank you, Pittsburgh. So we're going to give them 2023. We're going to see if there's a guy or not. If we suck, Caleb uh, Caleb and uh, Drake May are right there in the draft next year. And well, so and that's... I like um, the guy from TCU too. Oh, I don't. Is it Duggard? <laughs> Duggard? I'm going to be honest with you guys. Nope, I am out. There's You're actually, there are two, there are two players from TCU. I am 100% out on. And that's the okay. quarterback and Quentin Johnson, the receiver. Yeah, I don't like him either. Yeah, I just have way too many questions. And then after seeing um, a couple other players, I I have I'm I have him way down the list, even though um, he's projected, I believe, first or second. So I think that's tight ends, which is kind of painful uh, to go through. But I want to uh, just bring up the wide receiver episode. Ethan and Ryan actually created a grading scale that was a lot better than what we initially had. So this is going to be our amendment to Statathon, and the last time we talk about Statathon for the 2023 offseason, I and actually then we can move on with our lives and forget about this season. Yeah, really. And, and what well, we have our therapy session next, right? Yep, I believe it is therapy session, oh, which that's I, I will need. So I'm going to go into running backs here. I, I so I have a couple of outliers that I kind of want y'all to think about here. So Ryan and I played Would You Rather. He took Austin Eckler over CMC. Our well. boom bust percentage says the same thing. Um, Austin Eckler had twenty four percent boom percentage. CMC eighteen percent. 
Buzz percentage, Austin Eckler, 0%, CMC, 6%, which that one game ended up being the, the game he got traded. So, there's that. Mm-hmm. The highest bust percentage within the top 20, who do you think that belongs to? Ooh, Dalvin Cook. Surprisingly, no. Dalvin Cook, though, is the most one of the most up and down players. He both had a he had a boom and bust percentage of twenty four percent. Wait, highest in the top ten? Uh, top fifteen. You said top twenty. Yeah, oh, top, top twenty. Okay. Sorry, I did say top twenty. My mistake. It is a three way tie for highest bust percentage. Dang. So all you, right, what if, you got? If you can guess one of them, oh, that's all you have to do without looking at the spreadsheet. Oh. I already looked at the spreadsheet. So. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> um, I cheated. I'm sorry. All right. Um, Ethan is. is give me names. Give me names. Oh, you want the names? Yeah. Yep. All righty. Your three way tie for highest bus percentage in the top 20 belongs oh, to. I don't want to take a guess. Oh, oh you want to guess? You want to guess? Just get it. All right, you know what? I'll 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 give you a guess here. Pick one out of these four. Okay. Aaron Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, Tony Pollard, and Miles Sanders. It really feels like it would be Aaron Jones, but I'll guess Ramondre. Surprisingly, neither of them. Miles Sanders has a higher bust percentage. That's interesting. Well, that that kind of feels right because towards the end of the season, it felt like it was just one bust after another for Miles Sanders. Yeah, so Miles Sanders is tied with Jamal Williams and Travis Etienne for highest bust percentage. Etienne has a small excuse because he wasn't the starting running back to start. But Jamal... Yeah, for a but, long time. They, they all had a bus percentage of 35% of their that's games. That's not that bad, though. Not, that's, and that's the worst. Now, the funny thing is, you'll see and I'll, when I show you quarterbacks, is how different the narrative is. But who do you guys think has the highest um, boom percentage in the top 20? For running backs? For running backs. Shoot. It's got to be Jacobs. Uh, yeah, Jacobs. Jacobs is tied for second. Interesting. Okay. The who, player who the player who boomed the most, uh, who had the highest percentage of booms, is Raheem Mostert, based on because he missed a couple games. Wow. But the, it's literally like, Apples to oranges there. So he did four and 16 games. Eckler, Jacobs, Dalvin Cook, and Jamal Williams all boomed four times this year and are tied for second highest boom percentage. Yeah, Eckler was okay. Okay. I got, I have something for you. Yes. I have something for you. This is a player that is outside of the top 10. Okay. I'm not going to. Outside, out of the top 10 for running backs. Okay. okay. But had the same or better boom and bust percent. Are the same, almost the same boom percent, but the same bust percent as most of the people in the top five. Is it? Oh, does his name start with a K? No. I'll I'll give you I'll give you uh, some names. Okay. Okay. Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, and Kenneth Walker. Well, I know it's not Kenneth Walker now, so it's Mixon or Najee Harris. Oh yeah. Probably should use a different name. I think it's. I think I'm going to say Najee. Yeah, Najee. 
he had a 12 percent boom rate so he didn't he didn't boom very often but well, his I know he bust was rate was in the second his bust rate was six percent shocking to be honest with you because i thought i mean we all we all called him as a bust preseason yeah and i think he, I mean, no, he was I will pretty say, consistent but finishing yeah. as rb13 after finishing rb2 i still say that's a bust it is a yeah, it is a definite yeah. bust when it but comes it, to overall fantasy, especially but, because yeah. you did have to, you did have to give up a first round pick for him. Yeah, but right. overall, I think this was a this was a, was a definite sophomore slump for him. But but if you're I, betting eight points a game, boy, I don't know. He he was a good he was a good like, I don't know. He was a good flex player. Yeah, like if you had a secondary flex yeah. player, you could plug him in and know that I'm gonna get twelve to fifteen points. Sometimes I'll get more, but twelve to fifteen points was about his average. So, you know, that's it's decent production for a, a flex. Yeah, player. you. The thing is, I think with Najee, it's you knew his floor and you knew the ceiling mm-hmm. wasn't much higher. But I yeah. think when it comes to wide receivers, uh, not wide receivers, to running backs, consistency is the name of the game. And, I'm, and especially just looking at all these like the consistency scores that we do have. And for the most part, they were they they rarely boomed, but hmm. they were right there. And so that does make me think Najee's going to be a little bit more like valuable when it comes to like Jamal Williams or Ramondre, mm-hmm. Aaron Jones is, and Dalvin Cook, especially. And so it makes me go and like, okay, I'm going to keep that in mind for next year. And I'm looking at Najee. I'm looking at ETN, Kenneth Walker. And I'm mm-hmm. very excited. I'm very excited about those guys so far. Yeah. I'm excited about ETN, uh, Ken, and Algier. Because where did Algier yeah. finish at? So Algier finished at running back 28. He had a 6% boom and a 50% bust. Mind you, he was not the starter till midway through the year. So and that's why a three-man committee. Yeah, so that's why I'm willing to say I think we have to wait till next year to see the changes yeah. because I think he's clearly taking over. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's he's so, clear RB one next year. That's why his boom bust percentage. I am I just I would like to, to see a little out. more. Yeah, I would just like to see a little more end zone work from him. Like, well, that's what they did at the end. Of course, they like yeah at and the end. Yeah. Catching, you know, catching it and mm-hmm. getting tutties. All right, yeah. so I am going to give you a boom bust percentage, and you have to guess where this running back ended up. All right, guys. Okay. So, boom percentage thirteen percent, bust percentage thirty three percent. What were the average points? Average points per game was 17.49. Dang. Uh, um, I would say outside of the top 15. Okay. Um, 17. Yeah, I'm guessing a top 20 running back. Alrighty, Ethan. Do you have your guess? Of like who I think it is? No. Uh. Well, yeah. Say who it is. I, are you looking up the spreadsheet now? Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, at yeah, this. I'm looking. Okay. Up now. So the Ryan, you're a wizard. What is it? It's Alvin Kamara at RB seventeen. Hey. Yeah. yeah, it sounds about right. Now. Hey, all right. Honestly, I was gonna guess was like James like Connor or something like that, but James. Okay. Yeah, so. I was looking at the camera the whole time. I promise. So James yeah. can so James Connor okay. I almost said James Karen. James Connor, very surprising as well. His boom percentage was eight percent, but his bust percentage was fifteen. Didn't so he was really good at getting you eighteen points a game. Exactly. And yeah. especially and he was hurt also. So I think that's why it brought him lower on the list. But I mm-hmm. I went that's very interesting. Because yeah. I mean, we were right that he would fall, kind of fall off a lot, and he dropped down thirteen spots. But again, still very impressed um, with how he was able to rebound. Um, let's let's see who else we got here. Uh, DeAndre Swift. Y'all want to hear this one? Oh God! Yeah. Boom percentage. The knife. 
Boom percentage, 14%. Bust percentage, 36 Well, and granted, a lot of that, he left games early after getting injured or was on a snap count. So I, I would say that's not yeah. the worst thing in the world for him. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been much worse. It, it definitely could have been. Um, I so honestly think see. it should be more busts. Yeah. From him. Just, yeah. Yeah. So, for, yeah. For twisting the knife into his fantasy owner's. Into Alex's back. Yeah, really. And especially as, I mean, we made the assumption in last episode is that I'm pretty sure there's another running back about to join the fold there. Um, Kind of one of the last percentages I want to bring up to you guys. I mean, we talked about James Conner. Another similar person was RB11 and Joe Mixon. 7% boom percentage, 13% bust. So again, what's crazy about Joe Mixon is, yes, he was a top five running back uh, last year. And I believe he was at RB4, but it was just the touchdowns this year. The touchdown, the touchdowns didn't yeah. really show up, and you know, he only he only busted twice, which technically is really once because of the Buffalo game, but right. he only boomed once, which was his sixty point game against uh, Carolina. But if right. you, in the name of consistency, which is kind of I think the theme of what you want out of your running backs, I think he's a solid RB two option. Yeah, I think he's a good option yeah. after having like someone like a CMC or a Saquon or Eckler for this year. Even Dalvin Cook, probably. Because um, I, I don't want Nick Chubb and I don't want Derrick Henry. And we need to kind of see what happens in free agency on Josh Jacobs before we kind of. Yeah, it's but, being talked about that he's going to get franchise tagged, but then I still go and say, all right, who's the quarterback of the beta, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders? I don't know. Even if he gets franchise yeah. tagged, I think he's still a pretty solid option. Yeah. And then even Saquon Barkley, I believe, is going to get franchise tagged by the Giants as well. Um, yeah. I mean, we got to talk about Dallas potentially looking for a new running back be- unless they want to well, stick with Zeke and Tony Pollard, Pollard having the fractured leg. Well, I got to say, they're, uh, they said, um, I heard a rumor, I guess, uh, from the Dallas organization saying that if, back they to don't, if they don't reach an agreement with Tony Pollard, then uh, by a certain date, I think it was the middle of this month, uh, then they are going to franchise tag it so I th- for sure yeah. keeping pollard i, I would w- too yep yeah, i would too but the big thing is be on the lookout for dallas getting a running back i think it's a given i i think it's i would almost put that in stone yeah. because are, are you dallas really for running back? they will they will sign or draft a running back I mean, because they've already mm-hmm. talked about like McCar- McCarthy's already talked about running the ball more. They were talking about um, Dalton Schultz not being the guy at tight end and wanting someone bigger. <clears throat> Looking at you, Darnell Washington. And so, even on top of that, and then I'm like, are you really about to let Zeke run the ball? No. <laughs> so there has to be another guy because Pollard's yeah. not going to be ready till the beginning of the year. Uh, not definitely not for the beginning of the year because of how late that fracture was. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's like, all right, who do you go with? Um, now to get the quarterbacks, the ne- the funny thing about quarterbacks is they didn't really bust, but they didn't really boom either. Yeah. It was it's very I've been looking at this for like the last two or three minutes and I'm like, this is this is an interesting spread. Because the top, yeah, because yeah, like the top 10, pretty much the top 10, um, all have either zero, six percent, seven percent. The one outlier is, or the two outliers were Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff, who had like 24 percent. Bus yeah, rate. but they they struggled early and then turned. They it. struggled, yeah. yeah, and well, and they had a couple of games where they just they 
it's like they laid down on the field and gave up. But just, you know, their butt or their boom percentage whoa, 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 was on par. Whoa, whoa pause. Sorry, go what? Ahead. No, no. Unbelievable. Their their boom percentage was on par or better than the number one uh quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so, like th- that was mind blowing to me because I swear I thought Mahomes had a couple higher point games, but based on how we have done our boom grading, yeah. it was never really above ten. But he was yeah. almost so certain to get around twenty seven points a game that he was going to keep you in it no matter what. But yeah. I think I think well, that's the, what you want. But I yeah. still think the boom bust percentage, Jalen Hurts, it's insane. Thirteen percent boom, zero percent bust. Yeah. I mean, if, if you can look at me in the face and say, I will get you 28 points every single game, like I'm trading for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really. And I mean, I think it's his rushing ability that just keeps yeah. him in and eliminates it, the woes at, you know, when you have a bad game passing. So I, I really think these dual threat quarterbacks have something special when it comes to yeah, and to, it's it's very much the, the cheat points. code. It's very much the cheat yeah. code. That's why we're always looking at Lamar, yeah. Josh Allen, even Mahomes to a certain extent. Justin yeah. Fields has so, now entered that competition. Speaking of Anthony Richardson, just ran an official four four three. Anthony Richardson, you are the number Jeez. one pick in the draft. The Colts are going no. to take Anthony Richardson. No. You think so? Really? I, I think because he, again, I brought this up for the wide receivers, and I said Bryce Young might be the most pro ready. There's no way that you, you can tell me that Jim Ursay's not looking at Anthony Richardson right now, breaking all these QB records, knowing the O line's not that good at the moment, and then go, let's go get that guy. I don't care what we need; we have the fourth overall pick. Because if you take it from what the Chris Ballard perspective has been, everyone, yeah, the Chris Ballard <laughs> perspective right now is that we are a QB away from winning it all, and that's why they keep they went after after luck, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett, um, yeah. and Matt Ryan. Yeah, but so now it's like let's take the athletic freak at quarterback and make this work. Who your head coach literally just made it work with Jalen Hurts. Right. To me, that works for him because he can keep some of the, you know, some of the things that helped him be successful, but you don't have to take a chance on someone like Bryce Young because even though he might be the most pro ready, there are still question marks around him. Yep, exactly. And that's what, that's why, yeah, if I'm Carolina, I'm looking at what does it take to get the number one overall pick? Because I think it would almost be instant success for Anthony Richardson and Frank Reich because both Florida and Frank Reich like to use triangle reads when it comes to passing progressions in the offense. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the verbiage and the teaching will be the same. And so which that would be good because we having be, that same language. Exactly. Helps so, with the transition into the NFL. And so exactly. if that happens, I have DJ Moore. I have who knows what happens at running back. I mean, Deonta Foreman. There's Terrace Marshall. Mm-hmm. We gotta start looking at. So it, things get very interesting. Once we once that that quarterback situation is figured out. See, and I, man, I remember about what I think it's like two months ago or three months ago. People were projecting or I saw a projection that had Anthony Richardson falling to the Vikings. And I was like, no. really? Yeah. The like issue all the way down. I don't think, I don't think he'd fall that far the, anywhere near that far. The issue no. was a lot of people. There was a narrative going about him that he's just super raw. He's not fully ready, but he, man, but he has potential. And yeah. then I think when people started going through the film and you're getting a lot of open eyes at Indy right now, they so, go, yeah. no, he's me, actually not that raw at all. Let, let me tell you one thing, though, about whenever somebody says super raw, lots of potential. Who else was that said about? Lamar, yep. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. Yep. And Mahomes, yeah. too. And Mahomes, yeah. 
So and of like, course, you know, they, they can develop fast. Like Mahomes, he was sitting there like behind Alex Smith. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen, it took him about two years to really develop into yeah. what he is now. So, you know, oh, it may take some development. You're not going to expect a, you know, a all-star, you know, all-pro quarterback in the first year. You know, that obviously there's a transition into the NFL and there's development. So, I don't know. I these teams that that expect to draft and plug in a, a pro-ready quarterback. I don't it like doesn't it. exist. I think it doesn't. It doesn't. And, yeah. and look I at just, like Trevor Lawrence too. Like yeah. now it's taken about a year and a half to figure out. Yeah, it yeah. took about a year of him adjusting. And obviously, I think it was a, a lot to have to do with the coach. But yeah, now that he didn't know, have nope. someone kicking yeah. him around the field, exactly. Yeah. You know, having having a, that that time though to adjust to being into the in the NFL in a pro system. I think, you know, he's developing now. So, you know, we could see that from Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely okay. well, think we can. Honestly, like, I don't think we have much to say on the, on I the think, quarterbacks. Gentlemen, you that, have anything, is, Josh? that is Statathon for the 2023 yeah, right. offseason. We have concluded our Statathon. And thank you guys for uh, listening in. As always, like and subscribe our YouTube channel and make sure to hit up our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, um, all at Last Place FP. We post every time we upload a video, so you'll get updates. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. And we will be having our, what is it? What what do we call it? I the, believe we are. Therapy session? Yep, I believe official. It's the... Okay, fantasy therapy session. Um, I will confirm that. It's kind of a, a sit and cry. Um, last year's champion from our league will be here. He is a the rev. I, the he man. is a licensed counselor. So Captain will, Baldy uh, himself. Yep, Captain Baldy himself will be in the house, and we'll be talking about last year, our woes, and what. It's just things that went wrong all last year. So uh, be sure to tune in and uh, join us for that podcast. We'll probably drop it Friday or Saturday next week. So, well, Friday or Saturday, yeah, next week. So, yeah, be sure to hit us up. Yeah. Thank you. all yeah. Don't forget to like and subscribe at, La at Last Place FP. And I got that, Josh. Come on. Ethan, step with we'll me. Always remember, sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're right. Yep. All right. We'll see y'all for our much needed fantasy therapy session. Have a good oh, one, everybody. Especially, yeah.